Before we get started, we'd love to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. You can find us on whatever platform you listen to. We're on Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Stitcher. Yep, we are everywhere. So please find us, uh, subscribe, and then if you have an extra minute, uh, rate and review us. That helps other people find our show. We appreciate you. Thank you for hitting play. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back to the pod. We took a week off because of the holiday, but we are back and we are so ready to discuss all of the real estate news. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we have a full slate of things to talk about. We, we have a lot to get through. <laughs> um... The first thing we wanted to jump into is a show that we said that we were going to discuss when it came out on Netflix. Um, Get Organized with the Home Edit, officially launched. I'm Joanna. And I'm Clea. We own a company called The Home Edit. We have a product line, a best-selling book, and we've managed to grow our entire business all through social media. Clients range from celebrities to everyday people. Our intention for everything that we do is to give people the tools to make a system smart, sustainable, and beautiful. Form plus function. They're the organizational gurus. This is the uh, organizing show that is executive produced by Reese Witherspoon, Mm -hmm. and it features the hosts who of the home edit who have been instagram famous for quite a while now their mantra for every organizational task that they encounter is edit categorize contain and maintain so this netflix series is them doing that in both civilian houses where Clutter has run amok. Civilians, peasants, you might say. Um, And then they also work with celebrities. They go into celebrity homes and help them organize their closets or their glam rooms or whatever have you. Okay, can we talk about their team for a second? So they have, there's Clea and Joanna, who are the main ladies of the home edit. And then they have assistants that work with them. There's Sumner, who's super cute. I really like her. She was doing Feisty redhead. Yeah. The donut, um, the donut slash cinnamon roll uh, scarf trick. I wrote that, I that down. I wrote yeah. down, okay, I'm down with that. That was a really cool tip. That's yeah. a great way to organize your scarves is to hold it in one hand, wrap it around your hand, and then you pull it through and, and it doesn't unravel. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to incorporate that into my life. What do you think of Clea and Joanna? I like them. I mean, I've heard, I, I've, I've heard from people that Clea is the more she's kind of like feisty like she's the more like snarky oh you could tell she's funny on TikTok I've heard um and then Joanna's like also charming and like funny but like a little bit like softer so yeah Natalie and I sat down this this uh week and we watched a couple episodes so I think you got through two I got through three mm-hmm. and uh the first episode the premiere focuses on 
a doctor in Nashville because the home edit is based in Nashville mm-hmm. and uh, they help her out with her closet and then they go into the home of their executive producer Reese Witherspoon and help her organize her closet. Nah, uh, it's, it's not her cl- I mean <laughs> one of her closets. One of her closets exactly. So Reese Reese recently bought, or not recently, I think she bought it in like 2018, um, this huge historic Nashville property. And uh, clearly, you know, clearly she has all of her clothes stored somewhere in the house, but she needs a place to store all of her costumes that she's worn in her various movies and shows that she's done. It's mainly like Legally Blonde, Big Little Lies. um, Walk the Line. Walk the Line, yeah. Oh, and some Oscar dresses too. So, rate if you if you listen to this podcast, you know that Rachel doesn't like Reese Witherspoon. Let me say I don't like her. Oh, I'm okay, pretty I don't, I don't sure like, you did. I don't like her. I don't like. So her. I, I knew I knew that the getting through the first episode and getting through that first segment would be especially challenging for you. Um, yeah, but I really tried to put it aside and like divorce mm-hmm. myself from my feelings about. Reese Witherspoon and just sort of see it as a fun inside peek at a celebrity's home and them organizing it. And what did you what did you think? I wrote down and you you and I both took I think copious notes. First I wrote this is like watching a Nashville bachelorette party. Mm. And I wrote this is why every other country hates us. I mean, I, I'm not going to say what I texted you. Uh, (laughs) Why? I just said every other country hates us because of Reese Witherspoon's (laughs) shrine to herself in her house. I mean, I, I felt like I was transported back to my sorority days. Like there was so much screeching. There was so much. very squawky. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. We're legally blonde. That's the suit. Like it was so so over the top and it was excess yeah it was it was like uncomfortable to watch it was I actually wrote I said 10 minutes in and we're still going through Reese's archive of stuff like it wasn't about organizing or the show and to me she didn't have a legit problem and I anticipated this I told you this when we were on the pod before that it was gonna be going into celebrities houses or at least Reese's house and making up some sort of problem for them to fix. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what it felt like. And then she just had her racks of stuff, which quite frankly also was already organized. She already had right. all of her legally blonde stuff together and all of her Oscar dresses together. It was literally just moving clothing and items from racks into a closet and maybe hanging a purse on a purse hanger or, right. you know, putting stuff in like a memorabilia box. Like it was, it was a very... Uh, simple task and so in my notes I was like this project was not hard I want to see them tackle something ugly but and I understand why they started with Reese too because like she's a big name big draw she's an executive producer so they wanted it like, let's kick it off with that but it really didn't seem to outline like what their show is actually going to be about yeah and it really turned me off to the show honestly like yeah. starting with her made me not want to continue watching Exactly. The show. And I'm, but I will say I'm so glad that I did because yeah. it really grew on me. I thought you were going to hate this show, to be honest. Because of Reese? <sighs> yeah. Well, 
Yeah, and you you're not all, always a fan of of home improvement shows either. Maybe right. now that I'm forced to watch, maybe I have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> now that we're covering them on the podcast, and now that I, if you them. make me sit down, I kind of like them. Um, it's interesting because when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, in anticipation of it coming out, I think you and I both said or at least I said, the celebrities were the draw. And I said, I don't care about real people and their stuff. I have enough stuff in my own life. But Mm -hmm. I feel differently now. I feel the opposite. Yes. The celebrities didn't have as much of a draw for because they don't really have problems. They they don't. We have problems. We have, like... (laughs) They're just rearranging, you know, deck chairs. I don't know. Yeah. They're just... (laughs) They're, like, rearranging their Versace in their closet. And we... Yeah, they had... (laughs) They had to go back into Rachel Zoe's. They they had previously organized Rachel Zoe's prod her closet yeah. because she's friends with all she styles all these celebrities and is friends with them and the home edit has styled these celebrities' closets. So they went they they'd been to Rachel's before, so they were just doing a touch up. <laughs> yeah, it was a touch up. That's exactly yeah. what it was. So yeah. I just I have a hard time obviously I have a hard time relating with the celebrities, but as I figured, it's not really real problems that need to be solved. They're just sort of moving things around and making it look prettier. But what I really have been enjoying is seeing how they're dealing with the the civilian, the real people problems, because yeah. that's where the, I can really have, like, see advice that I can take away. Yeah. Like the donut scarves. Um, yeah. And in the second episode in the garage, they were, um, she had a bunch of stuff that she wanted to sell. And mm-hmm. she was holding on to that for a future yard sale. And then she had like VHS tapes and things that she wanted to digitize, which I can completely relate to. There was like a project area, right? Yeah, they, they, they developed a project bin Yeah, to make sure that you like see it so you can tackle it and then move on. So, Which is like genius. That. It's like you don't need to be, you don't need to think of all this stuff as like clutter like it's you there is an intention behind keeping it so why not store it away in an organized fashion I thought yeah I thought that was brilliant my favorite lol moment of this episode it probably was the same for you too is the ladies get all the way in the back and they're with (laughs) Sumner again and they pull out this wooden box of something that says repugnant on it and they start shaking it wondering what's inside and then they realize it's uh, their dead pets' ashes. Yeah, and then they find another box with more pet ashes. But they were not told about this prior to getting into the uh, the space, and so it was just it was I don't know. It was a no, very lull moment, and they were forced to put a whole create a whole bin that said in memoriam where they could put the the pet ashes. They're like, we created a new category. It's called in memoriam, and. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wrote, I just lolled at the pug ashes. So, yeah, I, I wrote pet ashes lol. <laughs> it's a pug graveyard in here. Yes, I thought that that was really endearing and it, it seemed, and it seemed authentic. It didn't seem like they were, like that they had hidden those and it was like, oh my gosh. Um, I've heard from a Facebook group that I'm in, uh, some people were commenting about the show and they were saying that like, they've seen from home edit projects that they'll organize the things that look good when they're organized. And then if other things don't fit, they'll just like throw it in a closet or like they'll, you know, it's, 
it's kind of like they solve part of the problem but if there's like excess like overflow of stuff it just like is either thrown away or like kind of like with Rachel Zoe with her like all of her shoes like that was a big thing was like they helped Rachel declutter a lot of the shoes that she doesn't wear and they're like we're not donating these we're not giving them away we are archiving them archiving them and yeah then Rachel gets to deal with yeah she gets to deal with putting them in storage or whatever so but not everybody's so lucky to have storage so that's why I really wondered how did they deal with that with the the real people um did they just throw everything away another person in the Facebook group was like it's Marie Kondo for rich people (laughs) like if you know if you have you have the luxury of like having a a storage locker or a storage unit you can like put stuff in there but um I don't know overall like I really I was shocked at how much I appreciated it and enjoyed it um so I do I do think I'll continue on I surprised myself because again I texted you and said I can't with this show when I first started it and now I've done a total 180 I'm I'm into it now you can I I, now I can with this show (laughs) I think I'll probably finish the season. So, yeah. I mean, it seems that people are into watching others clean and organize. Um, as seen on a recent, uh, well, it was reported on, I think you heard about this in Good Morning America. I had Good Morning America on today, and they had a news segment on about people watching other people clean on YouTube. It's like a YouTube, it's like a, it's like a category of YouTube is like, motivational cleaning videos is what they call it so type that in if you if you want to explore this trend (laughs) you want to go down that rabbit hole by all means I did watch a couple um there was one that was 45 minutes long it's a time-lapse video for the most part with set to um like EDM music or something you know just kind of a soft beat and it's just it's just homegirl going through her house, cleaning everything, <laughs> the bathroom. She's wiping everything down. She's cleaning the cushions. So she cleaned the bar stools around her kitchen peninsula. Wow. Um, n- no real like advice or text or like. It's literally just video. There's no story. You're just <laughs> literally watching her clean to get motivated ideally I guess to clean your own house I think that would motivate me because I'm, I'm pretty impressionable <laughs> I wish I wanted you to watch one before we before we started I wanted your I'd opinion be like, to see oh sorry I can't record today I'm like reorganizing my entire kitchen <laughs> <laughs> I get it I, I don't think it's weird I think it honestly it's, though really do you think it's weird it kind of just exhausted me oh <laughs> Like, it sort of stressed me out to, like, I guess to watch other people doing what I know I should be getting up off my butt to do. Because then I'm like, well, why am I sitting here watching you do it when I should be up and doing it? And then I guess the idea is that I would get up and do it, but I didn't. Exactly. (laughs) So then I just felt like I wasted time giving this, this girl her YouTube hits. Well, so then you you just are motivated in different ways besides, you know, I see things that's on fair. TV, things on the internet, and that's that's what 
makes me gung-ho to do things I guess which is both a blessing and a curse um but I mean I just I didn't know this was a thing like you can be a motivational cleaner on YouTube and apparently it's been happening for years now I can't believe so people and like the they have like tens of thousands of subscribers mm-hmm. oh yes. my god absolutely and there's multiple it's not just one person um there's one person who has a, a channel called 2020 extreme cleaning motivation um, oh my God. Fif- over 50,000 subscribers. Another, oh, Megan's got nearly 100,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. And they can, so they can run ads on these videos and it's like, that's how yeah. they make their money by literally cleaning their house. Yeah. And which has to be in high demand now that we're in a pandemic and we're all staying home. So, right. Um, maybe I'm in the wrong business. Maybe I should get off this podcast. <laughs> get out my webcam and start cleaning youtube is a crazy crazy world of like the way that people make money off of youtube would you ever okay so you've already said you you would be motivated by watching these videos would you ever film yourself but who knows i i thought that i wouldn't like the home edit show and now i do so fair enough people change (laughs) um would you ever film yourself cleaning for youtube no, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just no, had to no. check. No. Who wants to see that? <laughs> well, apparently 100,000 people. Oh, my gosh. People are crazy. Well, let us know, listeners. Do you think this is weird or is this inspiring? What do you think of this trend? Email us at podcast at realtor.com or find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're at House Party Pod. And I feel like it just says that the home organization and home cleaning trend and people taking a fascination in how other people do it is not going away anytime soon. If anything, we're even more clued into it right now. So Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I guess I better get on it in my own <laughs> space. Get on the bandwagon. <laughs> Let's move on to making moves. This is a segment when we're going to update you on people who have put their homes on the market and just if they're pending, if they've sold, it's the updates segment. Uh, I was extremely excited to do some research and see that JLo and A-Rod's Malibu house is officially pending. This is a house that we have talked about a couple times. Um, they bought it in ooh, they bought it in January 2019, and uh, they bought it for eight million, and they put it back on the market in July 2020, um, which was weird because we're like, oh, you just bought this house, what's going on? Um, we speculated maybe they're, you know, clearing up some cash because they wanted to buy. Uh, the Mets, they're they're one of the investors who's interested in buying the Mets. Um, we saw recently that they just bought a house on Star Island. So they've been trying to unload this home. And it seems that they might have found a buyer. And Nat, this was the home that Joanna Gaines supposedly was maybe going to help decorate, correct? But we w- were never sure if they did. She was just pictured outside it. And then there was a lot of media attention. And then it just sort of filtered away exactly yeah she yeah there was the she got paparazzi outside with j-lo 
um, looking at the house from the beach. And we were like, ooh, is there going to be some special on the new Magnolia channel? And then right, right, right. all of a sudden the house was for sale and we're like, what the heck? So well, um, now we'll yeah. never know. Yeah. I guess that's necessary money in the bank for JLo and Abrod who just bought a $40 million home in Miami. <laughs> Not that they really needed needed it but um. yeah they so I mean it's on the market for eight million so we'll keep an eye to see when it does eventually sell um and I wonder if they're gonna get their price who knows speaking of people who don't need any more money (laughs) how about Mr. Tyler Perry who recently reached billionaire status and is now building a runway on his massive estate in Atlanta and this is an airport runway not a fashion runway natalie oh thank you for clarifying that yes i was <laughs> not uh, a catwalk i thought for some reason he was going to be hosting fashion shows at his house um yeah this you is did. tyler <laughs> this is tyler you Perry's... said that sarcastically but you really did <laughs> <laughs> atlanta fashion week um so tyler perry owns this ginormous home in atlanta he's building a thirty-five thousand square foot mansion on twelve. 100 acres that he bought near got it okay and there's two structures on the property there's a main house and then like another structure um an enormous lap pool and the lap pool looks green in the photo in the story maybe he needs to shock treatment it he yeah he's a pool guy if anybody's in the market (laughs) go be tyler perry's pool guy yeah um but But now it looks like he's creating his own runway i mean why not with all that space (laughs) i mean i would especially in covid who wants to go to the airport exactly i just thought it was so it was so like such billionaire behavior (laughs) it was billionaire behavior it makes rachel zoe's closet in the home edit show just look like amateur hour right even that little chanel section it's just like oh please um, two people that I am surprised are not, well, they, they must be close to billionaire status if they're buying a home for 25.8 million, uh, Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber, uh, they just bought a mansion in Beverly Hills for 25.8 million. Um, and I have to say what was wrong with their old place? I liked it. Their old place. I think they bought for like seven or 8 million. Um, I liked it because it was very minimal, pretty modern, but there were also like wood touches. So there was like an organic kind of element. It was very neutral. And um, I remember seeing the photos and being like, okay, this place is actually cool. It's, it's, it's gorgeous, but it's not like gaudy. Um, but I can see why. I mean, I guess they're like super A-listers. So they, <laughs> a seven or $8 million home is just, it's not. It's not enough for them. I was I was struck by this. I was like, oh, okay. And also Justin Bieber's a serial uh, renter. As we've documented, we've done several stories on his portfolio history. And, oh, you know, he rented this place, the salad spinner home. Um, he, you know, wrecked this place and, and he got into trouble at this rental. And, oh, he finally bought a home. But now he's like really upgraded. To an well, LA. now he owns two because he's yeah. still he hasn't let go of the eight million dollar home yet. Although there have been rumors that he does want to sell it, so we may yeah. see it hit the market. 
um, soon now that they've bought this one. But yeah, it is kind of strange for a serial destructive renter to <laughs> go from that to now being a uh, it's like two, quite an upgrade to multi-million dollar homeowner. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. And then finally, um, a story that I wanted to talk about. Well, actually, no, I didn't want to talk about no. it. No, <laughs> I forced you into it. I, I, I was happy to discuss it behind the scenes, but we were going to make this one of our losers one week. Um, but I just couldn't bear to call Rain Wilson, <laughs> who famously played Dwight Schrute on The Office. I couldn't bear to call him a loser. Um, All right, listeners, you don't know because we actually have shied away from this topic on the podcast before natalie is the biggest the office fan ever um yeah fanatic i would say yeah quite like a lot of other people like like many people and i i'm a big office fan too um but yeah rain wilson was gonna be our loser that wasn't we did not not make him our loser because of your personal feelings um Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. <laughs> we are unbiased. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think we had a different loser that week. But yes, Rain Wilson, after his home was on the market for 63 days and after a $100,000 price drop, finally, his home is pending. Yeah, and this home was on the market for, I think, 1.7, 1.6, and it dropped... To 1.5, 1.6. Um, not like a huge price drop in the scope of things yeah, either. So yeah, it's and it's not like it's a it's a you know it's a farm which is kind of you know in all the headlines they were like oh Dwight Schrute like beat is farm his farm. Um, it's a home in Agora Hills in the Valley of L.A. It's you know it's it's a very modest rural country looking home um I liked it though it has a lot of character and uh he found someone who is down with that that look and it does look very Dwight Schrute it does yeah I can see Rain Wilson put his all into the character and I can see how that kind of (laughs) like the ultimate method actor (laughs) right buys home (laughs) exactly Um, but anyway, so he, you know, we're including him in this segment because he is in fact making moves. Um, hopefully, uh, it's pending. So hopefully the sale goes through for him. Yeah. That'll make you very happy. It will make me happy. (laughs) I want him to succeed always. Um, and that's it for making moves. Your update segment. We had some good ones to cover and I'm sure we'll have some more for you next week. So, uh. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Keep your ear to the ground. If you have any tips, let us know at podcast at realtor.com. Okay, it's now time for winners and losers. This is the segment where we discuss celebrities and the homes they bought, sold, or rented. We pick one loser and one winner. And um, we're going to start with our loser, Rachel. Who's our loser this week? Our loser this week is basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, man. Shaq attack. This house. This. I mean, anyone who's familiar with Shaq, anyone who's, I was actually talking with my husband. He, he remembers seeing this house on Cribs on MTV. (laughs) 
Um, (laughs) Which just is uh, this month having its 20th year anniversary. So that's saying something. (laughs) Do they still do cribs? Um, I don't think so. I have it on my like Roku, but I feel like it's old episodes. I would love to see cribs. (laughs) Although it's kind of like we... We already get an inside view because of like Instagram and, and TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, I would like to so. say that we at Realtor.com and House Party are actually the new cribs. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm going to make a bold claim and go so far as to say wow. that. But anyway, Shaq's house may be very well known to a lot of people because it has been featured prominently and he has owned it since 1993 when he bought it for $4 million. He first listed this place back in May of 2018 for 28 million, then had to cut the price later that year to 22 million. Sometime between the end of 2018 and now, he took it off the market. Now it's back on for 19.5. So yeah. he's try, try, trying again. He is trying again. And this is the place that has the semi truck um, embedded into the wall. <laughs> Uh, with the Superman logo, because that's one of Shaq's nicknames, it also has the 30-foot round bed in the mm-hmm. master bedroom. Uh, it has a full basketball court, of course. Yeah, any any Shaq place would have that. Any yeah. any place that a... And a car showroom. And a, oh, I didn't know about the car showroom. That's, oh, that's yeah. interesting. So he is by no means a loser in terms of like life or money or anything like that. But... For taking the price cut, we have to call him our qualified real estate loser. Yeah, he just can't seem to get rid of this house. And we talked about it before. It makes sense because it's so highly customized for him. It's so expensive. So it's kind of like the pool of buyers for this is so small. Um, And especially right now in pandemic times when the real estate market's a little weird. Mm -hmm. Um, it does make sense. I wonder about, I, I do question his decision to put it on the market now because yeah, it was like off. Why? So maybe he'll find a, a buyer who's willing to bite. Moving on to our winner for the week. Our winner is musician, artist, Pharrell. Hello, Pharrell. Pharrell I'm Williams. Actually, I'm happy to talk about this house again. Yeah. We talked about this a few months ago, right at the start of the pandemic. I specifically remember sitting in my closet recording the podcast. Oh. And I remember the pandemic had just started and we were all at home. And we were talking about this house because it's so freakishly weird. It is a gigantic glass mansion that he had been selling for $17 million that looks like an office. Like it looks like an industrial office building. Mm-hmm. Um, and Twitter, I think, got a kick out of it too. They were, you know, everybody was like, is it an office? Is it a um, corporate retreat center? Like, what is it? Yeah. So um, this home has been on the market for nearly 200 days at this point, which is a long time. And it is finally pending. So yeah. that is why he's our winner. It's a long time. I feel like, you know, expensive luxury real estate is, it takes a little bit longer. Um, but two, yeah, I think. And also this house is weird looking. Like there's it's very weird. The fixtures too. I remember that big boardroom table with the chandelier coming down. Um, it's, I who knows who bought it, but... 
it's uh, it takes a very unique um, taste to, to like mm-hmm. a home like this. Uh, so good on Pharrell for for finding someone who's into it. <laughs> he went door to door looking for someone. Yeah, for I I know I made that sound like Pharrell was his own <laughs> for sale by put owner. out a Craigslist ad. <laughs> <For sale by laughs> owner. We don't know yet what the final sales price will be on this, so we're jumping the gun a little bit on the winner thing. It's possible that he took a loss. We will keep an eye out and report back. But I think the fact that it's pending is like winner status just in and of itself. Um, And then also incidentally, just like a callback to earlier in the episode, Pharrell had actually bought this home from Tyler Perry. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. Doesn't really have anything to do with anything except for maybe Tyler Perry had better luck offloading it than Pharrell did. Well, it just proves that life is cyclical. That's, that's, you know, we're just living in a simulation is what that means. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think that is very true. Be like Tyler Perry. That's the moral. Be like Tyler Perry. Build a runway. (laughs) Sell an office building. Become a billionaire. (laughs) Become a billionaire. Just kidding. The the key to life is happiness preliminary happy Pharrell oh Get my it? gosh wait cue <laughs> 10 seconds of music wait um, that's I actually really appreciate that well preliminary congratulations to Pharrell for having his weird weird ass home pending I actually I expect him to take a loss I I really can't see him getting 17 million for this place do you want a wager Again, oh, we could do a wager again. What do you want to wager? We're we're done with vagina candles. Under oh well, Price is Right rules always. So it's priced at seventeen. I'm gonna say like sixteen one. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna throw in that one. (laughs) Can I be okay? Then I'll be a total jackass and I'll say fifteen nine. Okay, go for it. Okay, I did. I went for it. (laughs) All right, and then what are we? What are we wagering? Oh gosh, DoorDash or Postmates or whatever. One of us will send dinner to the other. Fine. Okay. Fun. Sounds good. (laughs) Help out. Yeah, support our local. Yeah, I like that actually. It has to be like it can't be a chain, so I can't do like Chipotle. We'll do a mom and pop. Um, I actually found. Rachel, I found the most amazing taco salad at a Mexican (gasps) restaurant near me. Oh, boy. You know I love a taco salad. It is the one of the whitest things about me. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you had to qualify the one of the whitest things. Oh, yeah. Um, Hey, a taco salad's good. It's got all the ingredients. It's just in a bowl. It was excellent. So, yeah, uh, DoorDash wager is on. All right. Well, that is it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, you can find links to all the stories in our show notes on your little app that you're listening to the episode on. Um, You can also go to realtor.com slash news, or you can go to Google and type in realtor.com and the topic and the story should show up for you. Um, And... If you like what we talked about, if you want to hear more from us every week, please subscribe. Uh, And then also, if you've been listening for a little bit and you have an opinion, we want to hear it. 
please share it with us in the comments. Uh, write a review. <laughs> the comment section, aka the review section. Please write a review and give us a rating. Yeah, and if you want to reach us, please email us at podcast at realtor.com. We, our inbox is open. But if you don't really like email, that's cool too. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we are at House Party Pod on all three. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for hitting play. And we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.